Hey sis, hey, welcome to a new episode of That's My Sis, the one and only podcast created for the resident, loyal to a fault, strong friend who is available for everyone else's problems but hears crickets when her life is falling apart. Whether you're the strong friend in your high school crew, your church sisterhood, or the strong sister or daughter in your family, you will find space to be seen, to be heard, and celebrated for your strength, resilience, and tenacity when listening to That's My Sis podcast. This is your time to forget about being the answer for others. Instead, be refreshed, be poured into, and empowered in Christ. Sis, laugh cry and shout that's my sis whenever you hear something that resonates with your soul let's hop into today's episode as we talk about iron sharpening iron hey 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 it is your girl jasmine lenny's aka the queen of inspiration and i'm back in full effect for this next episode we will be talking about iron sharpening iron And I just want you to know that I miss you, baby. (laughs) I took a week off. If you didn't notice, shame on you for not noticing, friend. But I took a week off. I needed it. I needed to regroup. I had to speak last Saturday. And sis, let me tell you, like the name of the segment, your girl was nervous. Your girl was in her feelings. She was all up in her head. She had like a little emotional breakdown. And I'm going to tell you why. If you know me in real life, you are you've experienced me some type of way, like from social media, or we've been, you know, in the same room together, or whatever, right? Or on the phone, you know, or you may think that I'm like this outgoing, fun-loving, vibrant person. You can hear it here. I'm motivating, uplifting, inspiring. I'm all those things, right? I know that's my purpose, girl. But let me tell you this. There is still that introverted side of me who gets social anxiety. I get it. I need you to know that I get social anxiety when I meet new people. I'm in new places. And I'm like, I don't know who they is, what they got, what they want with me. (laughs) If I will connect, I don't know if they gonna like me. I don't know a lot of anything. And I try to pray, y'all. I try to pray. I try to speak. No weapon formed against me. I try. I can do all things in Christ. Listen, I try all of it. But my mind goes into this place of just, what if they don't like me? So, your girl, she got weak in the knees. She could hardly speak. She lost all control. And, you know, like SWV said, but it wasn't about the love. It was about that good old fear and anxiety. And I, and I almost let go, right? I was right at the edge of a breakthrough, but I couldn't see it. If you know the good old song, um, I was going to quit. I was going to text the, um, the, the lady. I was going to text the host and say, look, sis, my new big sister in the Lord. I said, look, I'm going to say, look, baby girl, I can't do this. I can't sing for you. I can't preach for you. I can't do nothing for you. I can't even wave my hand for you in this building because I don't know none of y'all women like that. I don't want to be there. So anyway, I decided through the help and the processing of my husband, my close, some of my closest friends right now, through just really asking the Lord, what do you want from me? I gave in to what the Lord told me to do. 
And so if I do like a backtrack, right? So I'll give you a backstory of this is that um, at the end of February, God told me by March 1st to tell people who I've been called to um, minister outside of the region of Texas, outside of Houston. I've been called to minister in these places and I was supposed to be going to different states or whatever, like two, three different um, events, different states for conferences and things like that. And the Holy Spirit told me, yo, you need to cancel all of those March 1st. You need to tell them you cannot travel for a year. So don't ask you to do nothing. Don't look for you to do nothing. Don't even think about you doing anything until you get the release to do it. So I did that, y'all. That was a big step for me. I did it in obedience. And I felt a relief because I know that if God is telling me to walk away from some things, he's always bringing me up. A platform, not just a platform, but an opportunity that I did not know that I really needed or an opportunity that I did not know that my name would be blown in the wind for. And so I was ready to take it. I was ready to handle it. I did it, y'all. And then um, I got this event in Houston where I'm from, where I'm not, I'm not from, but where I am located right now. I got this event and me and the, and the host, me and my new big sister, we clicked and we clicked. It was a great conversation. I was ready for it. And then um, the week of or the week before, I found out my husband had to work both of his jobs the same day, the whole day. Y'all, I was so pissed. I was like, God, you don't want me to do this. And now when I think about it, y'all, it's a week later, just about when I think about it, I'm like, isn't it funny that we do this thing where we either blame is all God doing something or is all the devil doing something and it's not like our own issue in the middle like there needs to be a balance i'm calling for for 2023 can y'all stop <laughs> doing all god or all you know all the devil or you know why don't we just have a balance how do we why don't we go through the process of elimination say god we know that you orchestrate everything. God, we know that you do what you do when you do it. You're in control of everything, right? But you also have to take accountability for ourselves. That's what free will allots us to do. It allots us to take accountability for the things that we are attracted to, for the things that we in our mind want to do. And we're supposed to give that free will over to God. So a lot of times we constantly say is God is is God or is the devil is the devil the devil is a lie but in reality when are you going to say is you so for me I had to realize that me coming up in this event God opened the door for me to walk in it that no man can shut right but it was my social anxiety it was my own feelings my overanalyzing my overthinking something was the reason why I was about to give the enemy a foothold the thing is it's like two parents who are going through a divorce and they fighting over custody and you're in the middle. One minute you're going to lean toward your mama because your mama giving you everything you want. One minute you can lean toward your daddy because your daddy seemed like he's fun. And so sometimes you have to get to a place of maturity and stop and say, yo, which one is best for me at this moment? Which one do I truly believe is best for me and that's why when kids get to a certain age in the court system they're able to speak and then someone judges and so in this moment 
we know that God is the ultimate judge, but I'm just saying this for example's sake. In that moment, that's when the Holy Spirit gives you the empowerment and the and the guidance to say, you know what, Jasmine, this is the enemy using your weakness at the moment to pull you away from the 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 door and the opportunity that God that God had opened for you. And so, long story short, sis, I'm just telling you what's going on with me. Long story short, boo, is that I almost gave in to my own social anxiety. I almost gave in to my own fear. And I almost missed an opportunity to meet some amazing women to pour out only, only that I know that I can do under the spirit of God, in the spirit of God, and with the spirit of God with me. And so I had a fantastic time, y'all. I met some beautiful women. I'm, you know, I picked up some two new friends, two new sisters that we've been in contact with each other over this week. Um, I have went and ooh, y'all, I went in a hot tub. I went into a pool. My makeup was intact. I was cute in my yellow and white. So if you follow me on Facebook, you might you won't be able to see the whole dress, but you might see a few little pictures. I baby was cute. Your sis Jazz was cute, y'all. And I really was able to say, God, thank you for opening doors that no man can shut, that no man can open. Thank you, God, for putting my name in the wind. And so, sis, let me tell you, iron sharpens iron. Iron sharpening iron can come in the form of anything when you allow the when you allow the situations of life, whether good or bad, to test and challenge who you are. And so for me, the test and the challenge was not the fact that I had to tell people that I wasn't going to be traveling outside of Houston. I passed that. It, my test and my challenge was, would, will I stand in who God made me to be? Or was I going to stand in who I knew that I wasn't fully? I'm going to break that down in a little bit. But sometimes we stand in who we're not fully, meaning... The part of me that is broken, the part of me that's fearful, the part of me that's, that is overthinking, the part of me who is filled with rejection, I stand in that part. That's not me fully. That's not the full version of me. But the other part of me, the part that who I'm supposed to be is God. And in that, in that moment and in that part, that is when God actually moves, right? He moves because now I'm not operating from a place of my brokenness or my fear or whatever, my anxiety. I operate from who I am. And when I am with God, then I am fully completed. I'm fully complete in God. And so sis, friend, sir, brother, whoever listens to this episode is that you you got to allow the iron to sharpen you. You have to allow the sandpaper to make you smooth. That means you got to allow the good things, the bad things, the indifferent things to cause you to rise up and stand in who you are fully. Not the broken part of you, not the fearful part of you, not the confused part of you, but stand in who God made you fully. And so I want to continue to talk about, talk about how the people in my life, about how my own mindset, about how the word is another iron sharpening me. And the more that I allow life and the more I allow conversations 
to be beneficial and fruitful and challenging, I find myself rising up like a phoenix from the ashes. All right? We're going to go to our next se segment, Lord Help Us. Okay, so this segment is Lord Help Us. And I want to talk more about what it looks like and what it means for iron to sharpen iron. Iron sharpens iron, right? Um, and so that is found in Proverbs 27 and 17. And it says, like, as iron sharpens iron, so does another person sharpen another. That is the Jasmine version of it. Go look at the Bible, any version you like. But basically, as iron sharpens iron, so does another person sharpen another. And so I want to talk more so not about people, not about, you know, you got a coworker and you guys are like oil and water. I'm not talking about that. I'm not, I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about mindsets and I want to talk about um, not just mindsets, but situations, right? Because each and every day there's situations, circumstances that present our present themselves to us. And whatever state we're in, in our mind at that time will determine how we handle the situation. And so for me, as I brought to you guys is that I had social anxiety. And so, so my social anxiety started when I was like a younger girl and it stemmed from like, let's say I was in second grade. So about second grade, you're about seven and eight, seven, eight years old. Right. And it started at that time where I just felt like, y'all, I was so different. I felt like I couldn't make friends. My mom, if y'all talk to my mom, I always tell this story. So if I probably said it on here before, I apologize. Um, but it's a good example of what my life has been like. Um, is that when I was seven years old, maybe like second, first, second grade, around that time, between six to eight, um, I told my mom one day that I couldn't make any friends. And she's, you know, there's a scripture that says to make friends, you have to show yourself friendly. And so at that time, during around those ages, I was being sexually abused. And so I didn't understand then that what was happening to me caused me to lose connection with people that I already was connected to and we had strong connections and I trusted. So I'm saying like my abuse caused me to lose a strong connection with my mother that I already had. So it, it's taken decades for us to get back to a place where we probably could have already been because now I'm healed from those, from that abuse. Right. And so, um, when the abuse started about me like being like between the ages of five, six, seven, it really started to take effect on how I viewed myself, how I viewed other people, how I thought other people viewed me, and I always felt rejected. And so then you have to put on top of it, I've talked about it before in episode, um, I want to say like episode between four or five, where I talk about Leah and Rachel of that comparison. And so I talk about how I have a sister who, shout out to my sister, um, that we're four years apart exactly. So she was born on my fourth birthday. And so just feeling rejected from all of those things, right? Feeling rejected because my biological father wasn't there. Feeling rejected because now I got a new sister on my birthday. Feeling, just feeling not seen, not heard because of all the things that had happened to me. And so my social anxiety was birthed from that place because I needed somewhere safe to tell people what was going on, but I didn't get it. And so 
Now, as an adult, I still have that residue of that when I don't feel like I'm safe. And I really believe that I've always been extroverted. I've always been, you know, sassy, a little, you know, attitudinal. I've always been like a sister girl. Um, I've seen videos of me as a young child. I've always seen like that person and who I am like all the time. They're two different people a lot of the times because I've had to protect myself by being introverted. And so what that looks like, if you are an introvert, you go into your shell, you have to make sure it's safe, you you find safety and comfort in doing um doing the same thing, or you find comfort and safety in doing things that make you feel like they won't change drastically. And so for me, I have been in you know, I've been dealing with this for what, 30 something years now, to where it's very, very, very hard. For me to fully say, okay, I'm going to go into this environment. I'm going to meet these people. Something good is going to come out of it. Because of the fact that I have been dealing with rejection, abandonment, abuse, neglect, all these things for so long that I began to make it a part of my identity to be an introvert. And I made it a part of my identity to be a person who had social anxiety. And so this situation has come up in my life to for me to challenge that because how do I know if every time I go into a new place that people want want to harm me if if I've never met these people um in my counseling sessions because as you guys know I am a Christian counselor and I am a and a life coach and so I have clients and we've been talking about our beliefs and so um there's four different types of beliefs there's a there is a behavioral beliefs, right? So if you do this action, this outcome will happen, right? So um, the examples I've been given, if if you jump on the bed, you know that you're going to fall, you can fall and hurt yourself. Um, that's a behavioral belief. It's something that you do in your behavior that will produce a certain result. Um, and then we have an unconscious belief. These are the beliefs that we in our subconscious mind are walking around living under because we've came into agreement with a belief that we have not noticed or we have not recognized and we have not dismantled. We haven't tested it to prove if that belief is beneficial for us to live in agreement with. Then you have the third one you have is a conscious belief. I consciously believe that if I, for example, I consciously believe if I work hard, then I will be able to, if I work hard in the gym, I believe that I'll see, you know, um, I'll see weight fall off of me. I mean, that goes into behavioral, but it's something that you consciously believe. Something that you, you know for a fact in your mind that you live under that thing. So I live under being integral at all time. I live under, um, I live in agreement with being fair at all times. So if I'm fair to people, then I know that I will, I will reap what I've sown. I will get fairness thrown back to me or brought back to me. Right. And so then you, so you have the behavior, you have unconscious, you have conscious, and then you have something rational, something as rational as if I get eight hours of sleep, I'm going to be well rested. Something rational as if I watch, um, if I read in the dark, it's going, it's going to uh, affect my eyesight down the line. 
These are rational beliefs. These are tried and true beliefs. They're not, they're not here. They're not there. They're not up and down. They're not so, they're not so out of the ballpark that you have to like make a whole hypothesis <laughs> as to why it makes sense. And so I've been talking to my my clients for the last two weeks about their beliefs system and about, we've been talking mostly about un- unconscious beliefs. And so for me, I realize as I'm talking to you guys about iron sharpening iron is that situations are the iron that is coming to sharpen you. And they're going to challenge the the beliefs that you have, the unconscious beliefs that you have about who you are, who you're not, and what you're meant to be. And so I want you to understand that God, through this, through all of this, has set and orchestrated every situation for you and for and for I to be sharpened. The thing is, we stay dull like a sword or a knife that needs to be sharpened because we choose to walk away. We choose not to be sharpened. We blame it all on the devil and then we start to rebuke the devil. But the problem is you are doing the devil's work when you don't go into a place saying, God, what is it that you have for me in this situation? There's a quote that I have on my wall, um, on my whiteboard when I wake up and it says salvage lessons from every setback. And so every, and I'm going to say it like this, in every situation, you can salvage a lesson from it. There is, there are lessons in every situation you get into. So if you're looking for your life to change, strong friend, you need to begin to say, God, what did you, why did you put in, put me in this situation? And what lesson is there in this situation? And so for me, my thing is when the Bible says iron sharpens iron as a person sharpens another, I need you to understand it's not just people because we wrestle not against flesh and blood. It is mindsets, it's the intangible thing. What mindset is coming up against you that you might need to begin to say, God, what is the lesson in here? So for me, I came into agreement with this unconscious belief that social anxiety shall forever be my portion. I came into this um into agreement with this unconscious belief that because I don't know anybody in the two point something million people in Houston that I cannot go to an event, speak at the event. People see a little bit of my personality. They see who I am. They see God in me and they would not want to connect with me. I allow the driving force of fear, anxiety, and rejection to cause me not to put myself in a place for me to be sharpened, to stretch me. Because whether or not the full, the whole room like me, God had one or two people there who probably would have cared for me. And so I came out of that situation unscathed because instead of listening to me, instead of listening to the thought process, I had to begin to say, God, you're not changing your mind about me going here. You're not changing your mind about me doing this. I haven't heard you speak audible that I should not be doing this. And I've come to realize is that I've missed a lot of opportunities because I caught something, the devil, and I put words in God's mouth. And instead, it was my own unconscious belief that I had social anxiety, that no one would like me because of that seven-year-old 
that six, seven-year-old girl who was going through some deep personal matters at a young age, not fully developed, and I had no one to really rely on or lean on. And so what I've decided is that the whole world rejected me. No one... No one wanted to see me. Everyone abandoned me. And then I began to reject everybody else. I began to abandon all relationship, all deep connection. And I began to reject myself. So I allowed myself to stay in this place for 20, 30 years of saying, you know what, God, when I walk into a room, all they're going to be thinking about is everything that's wrong with me. No, that's what I'm thinking about. So... Lord, help us. (laughs) Help us to understand that when situations arise in our life, that God, you have a lesson in it and you're trying to expose where we are weak. You are trying to expose even where we are strong. Because sometimes you could be the stronger iron. You could be the sharp iron that can affect change in that particular atmosphere. You could be the person that have the right mindset, the right heart, and the right skills, gifts, and talents to go into that environment, and you can sharpen people with the sword that you have, with your purpose, with your ability, but instead, you remove yourself out of situations, you remove yourself out of conflict, and call it the devil, when in reality... God is saying, I want to use you as a sword. Um, We do prayer every Wednesday nights for the most part on Clubhouse at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. So if you're on there, you can follow me at Jasmine Lanise. um, And you can also join the Queen's Corner Club. That's our free portion of our of our community where we're going to do stuff on Clubhouse. And I was praying and I believe. Um, the other day. And when I was praying, I can remember saying, God, use us as the sword. You create us to be the standard. And so in order for you to be be used as the sword in God's hand or the sword in God's mouth, then you have to be willing to be challenged. You have to be willing to be challenged. When situations come, when situations arise, are you willing to be challenged or are you always looking for God to cut it out, to stop it, to not let it be so, you know, are you always saying, I rebuke you, I bind you. Listen, I need you sometimes to be like, look, God, I'm in this place. I'm in this moment. Sharpen me. Look, God, I'm in this. I'm feeling this way. Um, I'm having anxiety. I'm, I'm having, I feel like I'm a little depressed. I feel like I'm something sharpen my eyesight, sharpen my ears. The thing is, a lot of you are not asking God to sharpen you. You're asking God to take away the problem. You need God to sharpen you. Show me me. Show me how not to operate from who I'm not. I am not social anxiety. I am not rejection. I am not fear. I am not lonely. I am not alone. I am not broken. I am not desperate. I am not any of those things because those things may have happened to me. I may have experienced them, but I am not that. I am a daughter of the king. I am a sister. I am a friend. I am a wife. I am a mother. I am love. I am joy. I am peace. I am strong. I am 
resilient. I am a leader. I have wisdom and I am wisdom. I am joyous. I am vibrant. See, listen, the thing is, is if you allow God to sharpen you, then you will begin to find and pull from the things that you are and not the thing that is coming up. And when that thing arises and that thing tells you what you cannot do, you cannot be, or you cannot go, what you've done before, who you've hurt before, and what um, and, and, and what purpose and what use does God have for you? I need you to challenge it and say that in this moment, what are you trying to sharpen in me in that moment? Y'all, and I'm gonna calm down. <laughs> I will calm down. I'm a preacher for real. Um, in that moment, y'all is that I had to learn that if I stood from this place that God, you filled me with your word. God, you opened up this door. God, you were the one who made a way. Can I tell you this? When I told you guys my husband had to work both of his jobs, um, I found that out a week before this event. I, I told you that I had this event on my calendar since the end of January. I told you, well, if you don't know, we're new out into Houston. We only have one car. I told you that I didn't know but five people now I know 15. I'm telling you that in all those things, right? When I got up that morning on that Saturday morning and I was preparing to minister, I got dressed. I woke up. I, um, she, um, the, my ride told me she was going to pick me up at 830. The event didn't start at 1130. She said, oh, we're an hour away. And I'm like, God, I don't wake up early, y'all. 930, 1030, like don't, don't, don't talk to me before 10 o'clock. Like, I don't wake up early. But she said she was going to be there 8.30. My body woke me up at 7 o'clock. It was before my alarm even went off. I was getting dressed. I was doing my makeup. I was trying to do my hair. Then she called me as I was preparing to take my shower and whatnot. And she said, oh, no, I'm not picking you up till 9.30 because I realized that you're only 30 minutes away from where I am. Then after she did that, y'all, then I was dressed. I asked the Lord, okay, make it to where my feet will be comfortable. I have these cute shoes. Make it to where my feet will be comfortable the whole day from 11 to 6 p.m. Then I said, Lord, make it to where I'm not overly sweating because sometimes my body gets really hot and I can start sweating. I don't want to sweat my hair out because it's in a cute little ponytail. Okay. Then I said, God, you know, I don't have the songs that you want me to sing for praise and worship. So I need you to fill me so that the song of the Lord will come out or whatever you want me to sing. Y'all, I'm trying to tell you. I woke up. So when I woke up, one, she didn't get here till 1030. So we 1030, 1045. So we didn't get there till 1130. I did not have to sing praise and worship. Now, when I got there and the way we were sitting is that we were sitting on one side and every the audience was facing us um, on, a, on another side of the room. And they were already recording. And so I could not put on my heels. I wore my cute little flat sandals the whole time. My feet were secure. I got hot, but God told me to bring, um, I brought my own towel from my house and like, you know, uh, like a hand towel. And so I patted myself, baby, my makeup stayed on while I was in a hot tub. My makeup stayed on while I was in the pool. I didn't put my, my face underneath there or anything, but I did not overly sweat to the part where I couldn't take it. 
God cooled my body down. I was able to minister the word. He, oh, I asked him to stretch my vocal cords. I did warm-ups. God did what he, what he answered everything I needed for this event because I allowed myself to be sharpened by the anxiety. So stop running. It's time for you to stop running. It's time for you to say, what is the lesson in this? Sharpen me, God. What do you want to sharpen in me when these things come up? Who do you want me to be in this? And a lot of times when you take authority over yourself, over the atmosphere, over the thought, and you tell it that it has to come down, it works. A lot of times we're like, well, mental health, mental health, mental health. Listen, even in mental health, if you go to therapy, if you go to, if you get a psychologist or psychiatrist, y'all, you still have to do the work. I want you to do the prep work before you get into getting a counselor, getting a life coach, whatever. And so now you have to begin to say, God, sharpen me, not just through people, but sharpen me so that I can see an unconscious belief that is no longer working for me. Sharpen me so I can see um, and I can hear when I am giving the credit to the enemy when it's something I need to take accountability for. Make me accountable in the places where I'm giving my authority and I'm giving my power away. And so, Lord, help us. Father God, we just say help us. Help us to see better. Help us to hear better. Help us to be filled so we can operate from a place where we know who we are, Father. We want to know who we are. We want to be able to say that we are what you say that we are. We want to be able to roll off our tongue to say the I am's because whatever it is we put after I am, that is what we shall be. God, you are the great I am and you're everything that we need. So continue to work with your daughters. Father, those of us who are strong for everybody else, Lord, we we want you to put us in environments, in communities, in sisterhoods, in, in, in friendships where we are able to be sharpened. God, no more dull vision, no more dull hearing, no more dull feeling, no more dullness. God, we are ready to be sharpshooters for you. God, we're ready to be warrior queens for you. We are ready, Father, to do what it is that you purpose us to do as women. And so bring us to the place where we can be sharpened. Show us, expose the thought processes, the paradigms, expose the beliefs, expose the behaviors and the ideas that we have that are keeping us hostage to who we used to be. God, release us from the shackles of 30 years of trauma. Release us from the shackles of 50 years of abuse. Release us, Father God, from the shackles from rejection and abandonment. God, let us find freedom, but then bring us into a place, Lord, where we can be loved and nurtured and sharpened. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Y'all, we are moving on to our next segment, and it is This Will Preach. All I want to say to you as we wrap up this whole episode is that you have to allow yourself to be challenged. Um, I was talking to a client earlier this week, and we were talking about how sometimes 
change and growth and healing is uncomfortable. That is the iron sharpening the iron. Think about who you will become when you allow situations, circumstances to truly sharpen you. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about just you going through hell, you going through drama, and you're like, why me? Why me? Why is it over? No, I'm talking about you intentionally saying, God, you put me in this situation. I've been in this situation for 10 years. I've been in this situation for 20 years. I've been in it for two weeks. God, why do you have me here? Sharpen who I am. The thing is, y'all waiting for God to remove you from stuff, remove things from you before you even truly dive into his word. You are asking God to remove you from slavery of your mind, of your bad habits, before you truly seek the father to um like before you truly seek the father for just anything really like you want things right you want things you want things to change but you don't want to dive into becoming um i always going to say this that one of my favorite quotes is before you can do you must become are you willing to allow the the challenges of life the challenges of circumstances to cause you to become the answer is if i can be honest with a lot of y'all no a lot of you guys say that you believe yeah you're the strong friend they come to you they 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 call on you you give them money you give them rise you do all the things but when it comes to your faith when it comes to who you are in christ who you are just as a woman in this world you don't know that girl and i'm gonna tell you why Because when life is challenging for you, you instead focus on other people. You do not focus on you. You don't focus on how to, to like, what is, what do they say? To grit down and bear it. A lot of us, I, me, I've done it. I almost did it. So I'm not telling you anything that I didn't do, but a lot of us run when our emotions like feel uncomfortable. A lot of us run when we can't manipulate people, we can't, we can't call on our, you know, our, um, actual mother and father. We can't call on our honey, our honey, our husbands. When we can't get people to change it, a lot of times we say it's the enemy. And I just want us to really come out of that. So I really want you to know that this whole point of this episode is for us to stand and allow God to be God. Stand And trust that all that you've come through, all that you've accomplished, all that you've released and let go allows you, it allows you to be able to stand in the face of adversity. And so a lot of us are not standing. We're sitting, we're laying down, we're twiddling our thumbs, and we're waiting for someone to rescue us. Ain't nobody going to rescue us. Jesus, he always saves. He already saved Now you have to use that salvation and save yourself. And so how do we do that? Is we allow the circumstances of life to sharpen us. In every situation, salvage a lesson from it. Salvage, you know, understanding from it. Wisdom, get what you need to get from that situation. And the scripture I want to end this on is this one. And it is... It's in Proverbs 27 as well. And so 
I want to read this to you so that you can really think about it. And so it's Proverbs 27 and 21. The crucible for silver and the furnace for gold, but people are tested by their praise. I want you to know that when all the things that have been happening in your life have been nothing but good, a lot of times we, a lot of times we don't realize that God is testing how deep we are with him, how healed we are in him when people are praising us, when things are going good. But when we're challenged, we don't realize that that is also, that's going to be the training ground for us to truly become who we are meant to become. So where the gold and the silver is being tested, you are tested with the good things and you're tested with the bad things. When you are praised by people, by man, you think, everything is going well for you, you're still being tested. God is testing to see if you're going to get dull or you're going to allow life to sharpen you still. Then when you're going through hell, you're, you're experiencing anxiety, you're experiencing fear, you're experiencing rejection, abandonment, neglect, bitterness, anger, wrath. Um, you're experiencing loneliness, lust, all of these things, pride, you have to begin to say, God, what do you need to sharpen in me? Where's the weakness? Where's the breach? But also, who have you made me to be that I might sharpen it? Meaning, I might cut it too. I might have an effect on it as well. And so, stand firm and know that God is with you. Ask him to sharpen your eyes, your ears, your mind so that you can be operating at the level that you're meant to be strong friend you can't keep carrying the people on your back and you are not being sharpened by them we're not being sharpened by people we carry and so it's time for you to get them off your back it's time for you to let go anxiety because at the end of the day be anxious for nothing because god was the one who opened the door god has the solutions and the answers to it all And so that is where I'm going to leave you here. And I pray that this episode, I just kind of put some things in perspective because that's what I've been learning. And that's what I've learned over this past week. All right, this is the end of episode eight. Iron sharpening iron. I just gave you guys a little snippet of what I've been dealing with, what God has been bringing up to my attention. And so I am so happy to be back. We will be back next week with another episode. And so thank you, thank you, thank you for all of you who have been listening. Um, I thank you for those who have been sharing. I just have to tell you, thank you. I don't, I want you to understand that I don't take none of this for granted. I don't think, oh yeah, I'm gifted and I'm called to this, even though others, you guys have been saying it, those who I've talked to, but please share this with women who you know, who have been strong for so long. They've been wearing the cape, but they need people to, they need someone who understands and who's not afraid or intimidated by the struggles that we all go through, right? A lot of times people want to be the authority on everything. I don't want to be the authority on everything. 
I just want to be the authority in how God created me to be, but I want us to win together. So if you really enjoyed this episode, don't be afraid to share with someone. Share the link, share the podcast, sis. Don't be stingy. Secondly, I need y'all to leave some reviews on Apple Podcasts, on Google, on Overcast, iHeartRadio, Spotify, wherever you're listening to this at, please leave a review. Give me a three stars. Give me two stars. Tell me I'm trash. Leave a review. And then I would love for you, if you if you listen to this on Friday, when it comes out, I need you to click on the link that will be in the description And please register for our virtual event that is happening on April 1st um, at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time via Zoom. And the only way for you to get the link is by registering. It is a free event. It is called Women Who War. And we will be praying. um, We will be prophetically declaring over our lives. I'll be giving a word of encouragement. We'll be taking prayer requests. If the Holy Spirit allows us, we'll be giving prophetic ministry, helping women to have direction, empowerment throughout their day. Um, And we want to invite you to just get a little taste of what it's like to be a part of the Queen's Corner community, which is my women's ministry that helps women build confidence and to learn how to live their identity in Christ. So you are welcome to that. Click on the link that will be in the description. Hold it down, copy it, put it in your browser. Don't say it don't work. Try every avenue to be in that building, be on that Zoom, I mean. And thank you, thank you, thank you. You can follow me on social media, on TikTok. You can follow me at I am Jasmine Lanise. Um, I'm going to begin to start putting content out. You can follow me and connect with me at Jasmine Haynes, which is on Facebook. And then on Clubhouse, you can follow me at Jasmine Lanise. You are always more than welcome to email me at jasminelanise at gmail.com. Give me your suggestions, your topics. Tell me I'm trash. Write a whole dissertation about how you don't like it. Whatever it is, I want to hear from you, sis. And also be on the lookout that we will be, we will be, if you come on Saturday, you will be one of the first ones to join our wait list for our new Patreon, the Queen's Corner membership. Um, you will be one of the first people to have access to be on the wait list to see all the great things that God is doing. And then I also want you to be mindful of this. We will be having a website coming soon so you can stay connected to the ministry that I'm doing. You can stay connected to the podcast. You can stay connected to me, to to um, the Queen's Corner. You can stay connected to my personal ministry. You can see my coaching. And if you are in need of a coach, of a certified Christian life coach and counselor, I love this, y'all. You are more than welcome to email me at jazzlanise at gmail.com. And it will have, um, you put in the, com- if you put in the subject, queen and you coaching, queen in, like I in you coaching, 
then I will respond with the link or I will also put the link in the description. Listen, we have to be mindful that God wants to sharpen us in every which way that we go. And so here is the flowers. I am going to give the flowers to my new friend. Her name is Taishika. I'm going to make sure I send her this so I can tell her how much I am grateful to have met her. This woman um, told us that it was the first time she spoke either at all or in a long time. And she spoke with poise. I was so enamored by her testimony, the strength and the faith that she has. And then the conversation we had afterward and just staying in contact over these last couple of days. I'm so grateful to have not, to have met you, Taishika, that if I had not overcome my social anxiety, then I would have never met someone who had so much faith like you. So, sis... Here's the virtual flowers. I want to say I honor you. I love you already with the love of Christ. And that I cannot wait to see what God has us doing together. I cannot wait to see how God continues to strengthen and embolden you. And I cannot wait to see what, what, you know, what the Lord will produce through your faithfulness, through your faith, through your gifts and your talents. So, that is the end of this segment. This is the end of this episode. And I love y'all. See you guys next week. Sis, thanks for listening to That's My Sis podcast with your host, Jasmine Lanise, a.k.a. the Queen of Inspiration. I hope that you really enjoyed as I share it from my heart. From the topic, Iron Sharpening Iron, I want you to remember... From this episode, that when you are in a place that makes you feel uncomfortable, your anxiety is showing up, your um, anger, your rage, your fear, all of those things that are trying to remind you of who you're not, I need you to take accountability and step up and say, God, sharpen me in the places where I'm weak. Sharpen me in the places where I lack discernment. Sharpen me in the places where I lack faith. God, I want to be full of you. And also, I want you to remember what it says in Proverbs 27 and 21, that you are being tested by the praise, by the good things that happen. So ask God also to sharpen you when you find yourself in environments where it's nothing but good things that are happening. It is just showing you that God wants you to know who you are, but don't be blinded by just being praised because the enemy can come in. I want you to be standing flat-footed, sure of who you are. Join me next week. If you felt empowered, if you laughed a little bit, join me as I talk about being the standard and not the exception. Head on over to the description of this episode and click the link so that you can register for our free virtual event, Women Who Warm, a night of prophetic inter intercession. Also, be mindful that you can email me if you want to shout out a woman to get her flowers. You can also email me at jasmineleanese at gmail.com if you have any questions, comments, concerns, topics that you would like for me to discuss. You can follow me on Facebook at Jasmine Haynes. You can follow me on TikTok at I am Jasmine Lanise. And until next week, sis is Jasmine Lanise signing off. Be bold, be you, be free. Bye.